What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel, or if you're listening to the podcast, the Triple Play Fantasy Football Podcast. The Mendy here, pumped to be talking to you guys today as we are setting to undergo a new series going up on the YouTube channel and going out on the podcast. And it's a fun, exciting series looking at each team's offseason and kind of looking at their fantasy pieces as we address each team going forward. And today we are talking first about those New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 or many called the mess, mess, mess. It was just very, very uneven year for the New York Jets. And we're going to dive right in, give you some quick analysis about what we can expect from their fantasy players going forward and maybe goals for next season. So starting off here, of course, the 2021 final record, 4-13. and 13. Funny thing about this is I actually wrote this graphic up on the Friday before the games happened on Sunday. I already anticipated they were going to lose. Went out a limb on that one. 4-13, and 13, last place in the AFC East. But they had some pieces that uh, looked like they could potentially take leaps forward next year. Now, if you're looking on screen, you'll see some. they have some fantasy football-relevant players from this season. Zach Wilson was QB 29, Michael Carter RB 30, Elijah Moore wide receiver 45, Jamison Crowder wide receiver 62, and Braxton Berrios wide receiver 51. Now, I will preface that I made sure to cut it off after 17 weeks because week 18, a lot of people weren't playing, obviously, because of health reasons, because there's no reason for them to be out there. So our fantasy analysis going forward will be for these series weeks one through 17 to get a clearer picture how each player did for your fantasy football season. Got to start off first, of course, with Zach Wilson, the rookie. So what do we think of him? Well, he had two 22 plus point fantasy games in the second half of the season, had a rushing score in four of his last seven games, was QB 11 from weeks 13 through 17, had a quarterback rating of 80 or greater in four of his last six games. Ultimately, he showed a lot of growth and progression, what you're hoping to see from a rookie quarterback projected or was taken second overall this past year. I think the Jets necessarily weren't satisfied or, or happy with how he performed most of the year, but he did show growth as the season went on. He did have a couple games where he completed higher percentage passes, 60% completion or higher in two of his last few games. And ultimately, just again, Looked like he was taking steps forward as he truly is trying to develop to become the quarterback the Jets have been starved for, starved for, for so many years. I think that he's definitely earned himself another year of judgment, another year to be able to grow, and hopefully we'll be able to have a full healthy team around him going into next year to build upon his successful-ish rookie season. Michael Carter, the running back also drafted in this past uh, draft class, was one of my favorite running backs going into the season. He was, I projected him as a top 24 PPR back. He finished as the PPR 29 running back. So I wasn't too far off with that. He was inside the top 30. And that's also with not him being able to play the full season. But he did have 13 or more touches in seven of his last eight games. He was hurt in week 17. So he wasn't able to uh, improve on his three carries for 54 yard performance in week 17. He scored double digit PPR points in seven of 11 completed games this season. And then he finished the season strong, as we talked about, 19 carries for 172 yards over his last two games. And again, like we talked about, keep in mind that that game against the Bucks he did have in week 17, he left after his three carries for 54 yards really early on in the game. So it could have been even better. His fantasy value is up. And I know many people might not feel that same way about him, but I think he's going to be the guy next year in New York. Maybe he has a compliment just like he had with Javante Williams in college and he had with Tevin Coleman and he had with 
you know, a lot of the other guys, Ty Johnson, that was also there, but he's going to be the main, the main guy. And he has great pass catching ability, which I think is his biggest asset in PPR leagues. So him and Zach Wilson, both fantasy arrows pointing up. Now, what about Elijah Moore? The wide receiver two from weeks nine through 13. Not, not a wide receiver two, the wide receiver two over that stretch of the season. He received at least eight targets in four of his last five games that he played. Now, remember, Elijah Moore did get hurt, and he actually missed a good chunk of the season. He missed the last five games of the year so on IR. So obviously, we can only evaluate four of his last five games before he got hurt. Scored double-digit PPR points in six of his last seven games, and he had five touchdowns over his last five games. He looked like the real deal. He was complimented from Odell Beckham Jr. He was complimented uh, from Jalen Ramsey. He was commented, complimented by so many players as the next big thing. The Jets have a true gem and Elijah Moore. He showed flashes like we talked about as he really started getting into a groove, getting those eight targets over four of the last five games, and a couple of those games being double-digit targets. Looked like he could get open whenever he wanted. His fantasy value is pointed up probably more than anybody that's on this list. He's looking like a surefire top three, four round pick uh, in dynasty formats and uh, and redraft. He's going to be one of those sleepers that many people might forget because he missed the second half of the year or the last five games in the second half of the year. But he's somebody who could be the number one in the Jets offense next year. And while it may not sound great, that's actually going to have value. As you saw the case of Elijah Moore, how he finished out his season. Jamison Crowder, our next fantasy relevant player here. He's entering his eighth season next year and is going to be a free agent. So we right now, we don't know where he's going to land. Is he going to be back with New York? Is he going to get a, a small deal with a, a non-contending team? Or maybe, you know, a, a team that's contending makes him their third or fourth wide receiver. I don't know at this point, but I can just tell you where it stands today. He had his lowest yards and yards per catch of his career in the 2021 season. Scored only single digit PPR points in six of his last nine games. And guys, again, I mean, him, this being at the point where he is in the league, uh, he's not going to give you much. I, I think, again, maybe he's in the right situation where he has a better year, but he's been trending down over the last couple of years, and he's not going to be the de facto number one option like he kind of was with the Jets over the last few years. And again, wherever he goes, you would expect he's probably going to be a third or fourth option. Maybe he wins you some weeks here and there, but he's not going to be consistent. His fantasy value is down for me. He's somebody that in Dynasty Leagues, you're probably, obviously you have to hold probably because he's not going to give you nearly what he might get if he's in a better situation. But again, as of today, his fantasy value is down. We don't know where his future is, and he's not somebody I'm super excited about drafting in 2022. The last player I'm going to address here, Braxton Berrios, the wide receiver 10 from weeks 14 to 17. Won people probably a lot of money in DFS and DraftKings. Just uh, was really a great uh, minimal dollar play during that stretch. Keep in mind, that was with no Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Jameson Crowder missed two of those games. So he was the de facto number one in that Jets offense. So he was very much benefiting from being able to be kind of the number one guy out there. He did play the beneficial slot role normally occupied by Elijah Moore, kind of that easy target that that uh, Zach Wilson kind of started relying on down the stretch that became Braxton Berrios. So you saw what he did with that. And keep in mind, he was great as he finished out the year, but that was heavily weighted by seven touchdowns over his last three games. I don't think you can have that type of touchdown upside with someone small like Braxton Berrios. He's not like he's someone that's been a target hog during his career. He's been pretty much kind of a special teams player, wide receiver five throughout much of his career. So I would expect him probably going to go back to that role next year when you have minimum of Corey Davis and Elijah Moore occupying the top two wide receiver roles on this team. 
I think his fantasy value is going to be down from the 2021 season. I can't anticipate him doing anything like he did the last four weeks of this season. Overall, the Jets 2022 outlook, what are their goals? They have the fourth and seventh pick in this draft, and that the seventh pick does come from Seattle. So that's going to be exciting for them as they are able to get two picks inside the top 10. Zach Wilson's development is obviously also going to be something that you need to monitor. That's the biggest thing for the Jets. They need to make sure that this is their franchise quarterback and that Zach Wilson will be the future for them. So year two is going to be huge for him. They also need another wide receiver to complement Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. They may not be on this roster yet, but give another playmaker for Zach Wilson to have. He needs more weapons in this offense. You also might need a compliment to Michael Carter as he's probably not someone you want to give a full load to necessarily, but someone that would be a great compliment to spell him, especially in today's age for running backs and find an impact tight end as uh, Tyler Croft being your number one tight end should not probably be where you're at right now. You need a, a bigger threat at the tight end position, especially with how the NFL has changed, having pass catching tight ends be such a big part of your offense. You can always have backups that will block for the run game, but you need a, a pass catcher at the tight end position to keep the defense on it and to have another passing option for Zach Wilson. So ultimately, the New York Jets, their 2021 season was a little bit of a disappointment. Four and 13 record isn't going to get it done, but I'm very excited for what the growth is to be for these guys next year, as I expect Zach Wilson to be a good fantasy viable quarterback, probably a, a decent real life quarterback, a good QB two for you with his rushing upside. Elijah Moore looks like one of the greatest young wide receivers in the game as he's kind of morphing into that. Michael Carter, I think, is going to be a good RB2 or potentially flex for you next year. And they'll be adding more pieces to this team. So I, I like the direction they're going, and I think it will be a better 2022 for the New York Jets. Guys, if you start clicking on this series and you like what you're seeing, please make sure you subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. Leave a comment below on something maybe I didn't hit, something you disagree with, maybe something I'm agreeing with that you just love and you want to emphasize, anything that you want to hear. Keep in mind, you'll be hearing from me, you'll be hearing from Doc, you'll be hearing from the Brad Stradamus and Johnny Foosball over the next few months here as we break down team by team, giving you two teams a week and being able to break down the fantasy implications of each of the players, how they performed, and the team overall as we look back at the 21 season and ahead to 2022. Guys, appreciate the support. And until next time, we'll catch you guys in the next one.